Well, back to what man, sir. It's the podcast we read every day. It's page 472. My arm, she pulled me off the path, over a stone bench, and through a low, narrow gap in the hedges. We finally came to rest in the center of some thick bushes. There was a convenient hollow where we both had room to crouch. Thanks to the work of the gardeners, there was no undergrowth to speak of, no dry leaves or twigs to crackle or snap under our hands and knees. In fact, the grass in this sheltered place was thick and soft as any lawn. There are a thousand girls who could walk with you along the moonlit garden paths, Denna said breathlessly. There's only one who will hide in the shrubbery with you. She grinned at me, her voice bubbling with amusement. Denna peered out of the hedge toward the path, and I looked at her. Her hair fell like a curtain down the side of her head, and the tip of her ear was peeking out through it. It was, at that moment, the most lovely thing that I had ever seen. Then I heard the faint grit of footsteps on the path. The soft sound of voices came sifting through the hedge, a man and a woman. After a moment, they came walking around the corner, arm in arm. I recognized them immediately. I turned and leaned close, breathing softly into Denna's ear. That's the mare, I said, and his young lady love. Denna shivered, and I shrugged out of my burgundy cloak, draping it over her shoulders. I peered back at the two of them. As I watched, Mellowin laughed at something he said and rested her hand atop his on her arm. I doubted he'd have much more need of my services if they were already on such familiar terms as that. Not for you, my dear, I heard the mayor say clearly as they passed near us. You shall have nothing but roses. Denna turned to look at me, her eyes wide. Then she pressed both her hands against her mouth to stifle her laughter. In another moment, they were past us, strolling slowly along, walking in step. Denna removed her hands and took several deep, shuddering breaths. He has a copy of the same worn book, she said, her eyes dancing. I couldn't help but smile, apparently. So that's the mare, she said quietly, her dark eyes peering between the leaves. He's shorter than I imagined. Would you like to meet him? I asked. I could introduce you. Oh, that would be lovely, she said with a gentle edge of mockery. She chuckled, but when I didn't join her laughter, she looked up at me and the page ended. My name is Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. May I leap in with an observation? Go for it. Perhaps even a cracked pot? Oh, no. The, there's one way you can read Denna's behavior on this page. It's like she's like excited and she's like having fun. It's kind of a lark. But there's another way you could read her behavior on this page, which is that she is very, very scared of the mare. When Quoth points out that like the couple that is walking in the woods is the mare, Denna shivers. And Quoth gives her his cloak. Because he thinks she's cold. But what if she's shivering because she's like, that guy like hangs people from gibbets in the town square. Came here to post this. Uh, <laughs> I, I also, upon observing Denna's shiver, I thought that was interestingly placed. And she does seem very, very frightened. And if you want to crack potify it, what if it's not just that she's scared of him because she thinks he's a despot who hangs people from gibbets? But what if he is the enemy of her and or of, of her allies? You know, what if her patron or whoever has her doing the research, has her believing that the mayor is a monster and is the enemy of everything that she holds dear, her, her, her lifestyle and all of her loved ones. And this might also account for her change in attitude towards Quoth, because up until now, she didn't believe he was working with the mayor. And now, after tomorrow's page, it's made very clear. So like, what if she, from her perspective, believes that the mayor is an Amiranoid? Yes, exactly. Mm. Exactly. I sort of wonder how that would affect the way she's thinking about Quoth, though, because we assume that she thinks Quoth is kind of pulling her leg with the whole mare thing, and 
like she thinks that Kvost trying to like pull one over on her. So she thinks that he thinks that she believes him. But but then she doesn't believe him and then now she has to believe him because there's proof for it to be true and is she going to either like if if the mayor is in fact a bad dude would like would she consider like warning Quoth that the mayor is a bad dude because that doesn't happen. Quoth doesn't think much of it, right? Quoth doesn't think that she didn't believe him, right? Quoth has no reason to believe that she thought he was lying to her when he said he was working for the mayor. And she, like, it's unclear yet. Let's keep this in mind as we read. It's unclear if her attitude towards Quoth changes after learning this. We know that they do have a falling out coming up, but it may not be directly related to that, but it may be another straw on the camel's back so to speak that he's working with the mayor he's you know sneaking her in and saying these the same kind of soft words that other people say to her and then eventually he poo-poos her song which is the final moment where they fall apart but what i'm getting at is that quoth doesn't think that denna wouldn't believe him right or at least like that like that doesn't enter into the equation for him he has no indication that she is anything sees him as anything but totally forthright uh, to answer the other part of your point Jordana I think that if Denna does think of the mayor as like evil in some way and then she learns that Quoth is working for him I think that Denna's first instinct would be to give Quoth the benefit of the doubt and to think like okay he doesn't know the mayor is a bad guy he's probably working for him under false pretenses I think that maybe her instinct would be to try to warn him off in the same way that Quoth's instinct is to try to warn off Denna from hanging around with Master Ash. Uh, and I think that Quoth would take it just as a miss as Denna does if Denna's tried to interfere with this good thing he's got going on with the mayor. I see. But I also think that Denna's patron might specifically say to her, don't tell anyone what we both know about the mayor. You know, you have to keep it secret, even from Quoth. I see. To move to another crackpotted observation, when Denna's hair falls across his vision, her hair fell like a curtain down the side of her head and the tip of her ear was peeking out through it. It was at that moment the most lovely thing that I had ever seen. This could be a bit of the the braiding juju, although we don't see that there's a braid in the hair. This has been cited, I've seen it on Reddit, as a suggestion that the braid like makes you think lovely. Uh, it could also just be that Quoth likes the tips of her ears. She's got, and also this isn't the first time that Denna having nice ears comes up because Bast also observes when he saw her that he thought she had nice ears, mm -hmm. which is a fine quality in a woman. But also, if her hair is falling like a curtain, then it can't be in a braid. Well, it's like it would be one. It would be like a uh, like a, a Padawan rat tail braid, you know. Ugh. Like a single. No, yeah. I, I mean, to me, the description of her hair falling like a curtain implies that it is loose and therefore not braided. And what if Quoth just likes the descriptor lovely? What if that's just a descriptor that he uses a lot? Okay, on, to bo on both be. your points, because I do love to fence it. Uh, I agree with Jeremy that the majority of her hair would have to be down. But I also agree with Nick that you can have a small braid in a majority of hair that is down. Like, I, like, I could do it right now. Like... <laughs> Did I already make the connection that having a braid in your hair is a homonym for Brayden? Yes. I think I did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just going to 
Keep, <laughs> but we want to want to keep that in the listeners' lovely ears. That's right. I just want I want everyone who leaves this podcast to be mad, <laughs> just absolutely insane. <laughs> Uh, but we also want everyone to know that we think their ears are very nice. Great. Okay. You guys are weird. And also, I think it's an interesting connection that Quoth doesn't make. When he observes that Meliwin and the mayor, like, Meliwin's got her hand on top of the mayor's, and they're, like, walking arm in arm. Quoth's like, okay, well, the mayor probably doesn't need my services anymore if they're already at the at the linking arms, hand over hand stage. And he's walked around with Denna doing exactly that all the time. And yet he does not make that connection. The difference is that the mayor is obviously in the market for a lady. Whereas it is not clear that either Quoth or Denna is in the market for a significant other human being. I think what Jeremy is getting at is that there's all kinds of reasons and contexts that may lead to these things being stated. I remain unconvinced that they are having a romantic relationship. And I think that they are both operators who have no no affection for one another but they both understand the the requirements of them having a relationship you're talking about the mayor and mellow and lackless the mayor and mellow and lackless yes and they they understand the importance of putting on a show so you know walking arm in arm and talking about roses and stuff is what one might expect to encounter if one was encountering a couple of uh, young lovers you know but they're not exactly having a deep conversation here that's definitely not what I was getting at, though. I was getting at, if this is what people who are going to like get married and have babies do, Quoth, then why do you think that the fact that you do it with Denna doesn't mean that you're going to get married and have babies? I was about to say, Jordana, in response to what you were saying, that there's no way that Denna can't know that Quoth is madly in love with her. But then I also think that Denna is in love with Quoth, and Quoth doesn't believe that Denna's in love with him. So... Yeah. <laughs> I have two more observations. One of them is that uh, I think the the hiding nook they go into is intentional. I think that the garden designers have intentionally made hiding nooks. Yeah, totally. I think that well, they they're, well, they're boning nooks. Really. Yes, they're we'll call them necking nooks. I think that this is done with intentionality. You don't get grass inside hedges unless it's been cultivated and you know they've gone in and picked up all the sticks. So I think that that's that's part of the experience is hiding in hedges to eavesdrop. Uh, and or neck and the other thing i want to observe is that what if uh denna is not afraid of the mayor but is instead afraid of mellow and lackless Ooh, i like that theory a person from a family who we know has some kind of relationship to the song that she's researching and a person who in our one diegetic interaction with her is an asshole <laughs> okay i'm done all right i have but one more thing which is that i like denna's callback because Quoth says, there's lots of guys who can take you walking in the garden, but only I will sneak you in. And then Dennis says to him, there's a thousand girls who'll walk with you in the moonlight, but only I will hide in the bushes with you. And I think that that's lovely. I think it is lovely as well. You else is lovely? Did you do that while we were talking? Yes, I just did a braid in my hair. Also, I think I didn't say it loud enough, but I said to Jeremy, you know what else is lovely? And then pulled out my braid that I just made in my hair while the rest of my hair is perfectly curtainy. Yeah, Look at in the your curtain. face, Jeremy. You have long hair, curtain Jeremy. You should braid. know. You know what? I have been owned. I have been owned. <laughs> I can braid your hair too. It's long now. <laughs> well, listeners, you, you too can own me on tomorrow's page. Um, the... Wait. Wait. Wait.